Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today's show is about why divorce sucks. And I love this title. I'm just (laughs) going to be honest with you because I think it sums up um, a very strong feeling about a very big topic. And it's something that we've tackled before. We have. We did a um, contemplating divorce show Mm -hmm. with a licensed professional counselor. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to bring in somebody today who's walked this journey Mm -hmm. and has kind of developed mentoring other people who may be going through it. Um, A single dad, too. Yes. So we want to welcome David Youngdale to the show today. Um, David, tell us about yourself. Um, I am a... um I'm a guy who works in the airline industry for a job. I'm a proud father of two kids. One's uh, 20 and one's almost 18. And I've um, been living in San Antonio since about 2000. And as far as this topic goes, I've been divorced 12 years now. And mm-hmm. I've been a single parent uh, for those 12 years. David and I met years ago mm-hmm. at church camp. Yes. Uh, we were both counselors. He was counseling young Bless teen you <laughs> boys, you. and I had young teen girls. And I remember he just had a real heart for the teenagers, but then also for marriages. And I yeah. remember talking to him and getting to know him and then seeing him do ministry at our church together. So I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Absolutely. And, you know, the title, that's not something we came up with. Tell us a little bit about that title? Uh, The genesis of that is I wrote it about two to three years after I was officially divorced. Mm -hmm. And so for just very generic topics, I know divorce situations vary. And so so our listeners understand, I'm talking about a situation where the marriage broke down, but there was never any abuse. There was never anything of dangerous nature. It was just unfortunately the fall, falling apart of a a couple uh, that had children. Mm -hmm. So it was nothing I ever wanted. Um, and so I grieved deeply. I went through counseling, but I started to write down one day and I, will be honest, I can't remember what started it, but once I started to write it, it was somewhat therapeutic. It wasn't meant as a rant, but it was an acknowledgement of the new reality laid before me because of my divorce. Mm -hmm. And I mean the new reality mostly pertaining to my two children and what life was like now kind of permanently kind of, this is Mm -hmm. what, this is the, the genesis of when someone decides to divorce this is what you're going to encounter, so I think. And I kept adding to it as just life moved on. Mm-hmm. I even had a couple of friends add to it, and it just it went from 10 to 20 to 30, and I think I got up to like 63 at something like that. And the neat thing is I've drawn on that. When I meet with somebody who's, as you said, contemplating divorce, mm-hmm. I go, okay, let me hear your heart. Let me hear your circumstances. Now let's talk about what you think the future holds for you. And I've had an opportunity in one particular case. I, I handed it to a, a gal who was considering it. And after reading it, it, uh, it really hit her because it offered up a perspective she had never thought of. And she realized that's not the ending I'm looking for. Mm. And so she saw divorce, again, as a solution, but no longer for the solution. She, I mean, she looked for a different solution, i.e., she recommitted or, you know, Dug whatever. Into, but the point is, yeah. her and her husband are still working at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's... so. Well, you said something really profound uh, when we were talking before the show about exchange. And I'd love for you to explain that because I think that really puts things into perspective for people. And I will say this, having gone through divorce and and seen tough times in marriages, when people are contemplating it, the first thing I try to 
um, I guess go, the first point I want to make is I hear your pain. I hear your frustration, and I hear your circumstances that are causing all this. Because we all know marriage is very difficult. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, at times, it's challenging. It, it takes the best of us mm-hmm. to, to make it work well. So the first thing is I, I listen to that. But then I, wa- then I want to know, okay, so you're thinking divorce is your solution. Okay. Tell me about what that looks like once you're divorced. How are your problems solved? And sometimes they may be truthful, like, yeah, and I will agree with them. Yes, that trouble will be gone. But guess what? Let me show you a list of all the new troubles you're going to have in your life. And if you look at it from that perspective, I tell them straight up, you will solve some of your problems. You will get rid of those troubles, but you're just exchanging them for new ones. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I also make sure I say that in the context because if you have children, and this is generally what we're speaking about, and you love your kids, you'll be still parenting, co-parenting with that, with that former spouse. You will still be engaging on a maybe day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. If you love your kids and you want to give them your best, it will involve you working with another individual. Yeah. And that's going to, of course, as you can even imagine, bring up all kinds of new challenges that weren't there. So, yes, you exchange them, I believe. I had a mom once tell me she had gone through a divorce and she had kids with this person. And I remember her saying to me, you know, her, her new husband, they had to go to counseling mm-hmm. and work through things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if I, if I realized how hard this was, I, maybe I should have just put the effort into yeah. my marriage, yeah. you know, my original yeah. marriage. And it, was, it spoke volumes to me. Um, because I think that you hit on it. You've put it into words exactly what she was trying to say to me. She traded different problems for a whole new set, that exchange. And and I think it's it's okay. I I can give grace on this because I'm human too. When I see a problem, I just want it to go away. Mm -hmm. I just want to, right? I want the the path of least resistance. We all do. Mm -hmm. And so I I understand that moment. They just go, I just want to start over with a new person. Yeah. I want a fresh slate. I want a fresh slate, mm-hmm. exactly. The grass so is greener the grass on the other is greener. side. Yeah. And, all the things. And we've heard that expression, well, then water your own grass to yes. make that green, right? Yeah. We've heard them all. But so, I, again, I'm very empathetic. Sure. I get it. But it's important that we then redefine. Again, I talk about, so you see divorce as your solution. Can we think of some other solutions? And that's, it's very much a... I try to do as much as I can of a rational discussion on it, yeah. but I know it's a very emotional topic. Well, it's great to hear from a, a dad perspective, mm-hmm. someone who's walked through this, because we don't hear that perspective a lot. I bet you rarely meet someone who's willing to talk about it that's another dude. Yes. Yeah. There's very few of us. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> we don't want to be stereotypical, was, yeah. but well, no. I mean, um, what it is. I have it no is. problem with that. I can find a woman in a very street corner oh, who's willing to talk about it. a relationship and about this, but I find that I find that the genders have that commonality still. If they're unhappy, they're unhappy, mm. and they just want to move on and mm. find happiness quickly. We're human. We want to love and we want to be loved. Mm. If it's not working and it just seems too hard to make it happen, or they, or they more importantly, lose hope. Mm. If they lose hope, yep. that's the real issue. Then they're just they're already gone. They move on. How they do it, I've discovered, observed, very different. But the core reason is they essentially want the problems to go away and they've lost hope in, in them solving it themselves. So one of the things that you mentioned is parenting. And when you go, th- Mandy and I both come from divorced families. And so we know it's like on that kid side mm-hmm. of a divorce. And that's really big part of your ministry and your heart is helping parents understand the kid perspective and what mm-hmm. that looks like for their role moving mm-hmm. forward through divorce and in the years to come. Um, and you had some really great reflections on your piece. I, it kind of makes me think of a journal, like you were journaling mm-hmm. um, through your process. Um, and one of the things that really stood out to me is nobody wins when you try to be the good guy. 
And I think that's our natural inclination. Like we want to be the winner in this, in a divorce or in any situation. Yeah, there, let's, let's, talk, let's hit on that and with practical kind of an application. Um, let's just say the divorce has just happened mm-hmm. and there's a still rawness to it. Mm-hmm. So until that really ultimate healing, and that's a separate topic, but until that ultimate healing happens on the individual, we're human. We're, we're around those we love, i.e. our kids, and we are going to almost subconsciously or instinctively defend ourselves, lift ourselves up, show the best of ourselves, because the kids will obviously know that their divorce has happened, mm. and everybody from friends, kids, families, you name it, we default to wanting to know whose fault it was. Why did this happen? And who's the way to blame? Th- who's to blame? And, and we, like, well... And if it was a definitive, like, I didn't file and I didn't do this or I did do this, I mean, if it's a really egregious, then you're really trying to show that the other person is this horrible person and see if it wasn't for them. Okay, you get the point. There's a lot of, again, seeking blame. And the problem is the kids, believe it or not, at least if they're young, they don't really need to hear all this. They really don't. What they need to know is where am I moving forward? Yeah. Meaning, where am I in my mom and dad's life? Where's, we've got, I've got these two lives now I have to jump back and forth between. And this is where I, I say in practical terms, don't worry so much about their image of you. Don't worry so much about them being aware of details. One, if they're under 18, they're still too young to really address it. And that's another topic. But I would say in general, just focus on doing what you believe. And in the moment, if it's just trying to provide the best safe, loving environment with rules and boundaries and all the things that you want to have in place just to raise a young child to a healthy adulthood, then do that. Don't do it in reference to the other spouse. Don't do it in in, in reference to the things that may or may not be happening, the good or the bad. You control what you can control. And that is you in your house and your children when they're in your house or apartment or wherever that may be. What happens with competition? Is competition a thing? Because it's you constant. want your kid to choose to want to be with you, right? I mean, and so I feel like you're already in this place of yep. bitterness yep. and emotional, you know, turmoil with your ex, your ex. Yes. And now all of a sudden you're like, I want the kids to choose me. I want the kids yep. to be with me yep. more. I want to be the fun one. I yep. want. So talk to us about that. I get at events, I get asked a lot. Um, I'm trying to put up. Um, technology guidelines. Okay. But they go to the other parent's house and it's like, take your phone in your bedroom all night because I want to be the cool parent. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question. (laughs) It's okay if you don't have an answer for that. I have an answer. I I always say, you know, it depends on the situation and I think it's a conversation with the other parent. But it's hard for me to speak into because I haven't walked through that. And I know that a lot of people who... who are listening may have that question because I've been asked it a lot. So tell us what you think there. Here is, um, I think I've kind of already answered it, but let me answer it a different way. (sighs) Control what you can control. Yeah. And just like you don't have control over them when they're at school, it's unfortunately the same thing. It just may be at mom's house or dad's house. So don't, as you say, here's our life moving forward, meaning our rules, our values, this is how we're going to conduct our lives from a schedule perspective, from dinner, you know, all the mm-hmm. things. As you move forward doing that, just be about doing that. Not, well, I don't care what your dad or mom does. Or, you know, don't always make it about either or. Yeah. This is our world. This is what we do. And then it's because that's, and I hate to say this, but it still is, it's important. It's all you can control. 
Yeah. It's all you can control. Well, in a now, perfect me, scenario, you have two adults sitting down and saying, right. let's come to an agreement okay. here for the sake of our kids. But a lot of times you don't have that. You don't. But I, I, all I can encourage is it's still possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's a couple things you can do. First of all, realize this journey happens faster the sooner you heal. And definitively, what does healing look like? It's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness for yourself and for the other. And I, I get it. Every st- there's a reason why you're divorced. There are probably some very bad things that have possibly happened. But I will also walk into this. I would tell our listeners, I believe this and is as much as within your capability and your abilities, promote it. And that is simply this. The children benefit most when they have a healthy, safe, affirming, loving relationship with both parents. Yes. You may be split. You may no longer be a couple. But that child is half you and half your former spouse. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, here's the first thing. I try to never say the word X. Yeah. It's a harsh word. It's a, it's a word that's negative. It's a definitive word, but it's only in relation to you and your former spouse. Yeah. But instead, yeah. it might be, well, that's little Susie's dad or that's Tommy's mother. If you start to reference that person through your child's Child, name, yeah. that's a place of love that you have for your child, mm-hmm. that starts the journey of softening well, what you're saying about them. Well, and it's the connection that you're it's always going to have with and them. And there you go. I you're love a, that. You're a family. Yeah. I believe. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there's a divorce decree, possibly, that says you're no longer legally married. That's but about you're the connected. Only, but you're connected. Through those You kids. have a life with them through weddings and graduations and birthday parties and everything else. So if you, because I know a lot of people that try to just shut out that other person yeah. because they're so hurt and I get yeah. it. It's painful. It's painful, but that's really wasted time. It's never going to come to fruition. Okay. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by the PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. We have David Youngdale in the studio today. He is a single dad who walked through a divorce 12 years ago, has successfully raised two kids that are <laughs> doing pretty good. I'm working on it. And um, I just love that he's giving us some advice, like things we don't think about on divorce. Um, and we said this in the first segment, but I want to say it again. We are not talking about an abusive situation. We are talking about a healthy relationship. Obviously, there's going to be issues if you're contemplating divorce. So there may be pornography addiction. There may be, you know, lust or whatever going on, but we're not talking about abuse situations. We're right. just talking about your typical kind of marriage. Yes. Well, if there's such a thing as a typical yeah. divorce. Yeah, I know, right? How do you define <laughs> that? You we're gener- we're generally speaking, but yes. non, maybe yeah. I should just say non-abuse yes. marriages. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And we're talking today about, about, yes, what that means as a man and a woman, but also the implications for your kids and how to set up these new norms in your life and to do the best you can moving forward in a healthy way. And I wanted to run something by you based on some things that you said that I know coming from a divorced family, Mandy and I both, I always tell my mom one of the greatest gifts she ever gave but she never talked down about my dad. 
And thinking about one of the things that we can do is not focus on the now, but the future fruit. And it, in the moment, you probably want to say that jerk and, you know, all the things. Here's all the reasons why he left and why I left him or whatever. And in that moment, there's not a lot of return in saying nice things. But I figured out the things that happened on my own. And she didn't have to tell me those things. And I could process it at an older age when I could understand it. And I feel like that's one of the best things that she could have ever done. My kids were first and third grade when this happened. They're now in college and almost college. And I will say from experience, oh, easily by middle school, teen, high school at the latest, kids figure their parents out. Yes. They, they just, we they, don't have to tell them all We don't need to tell things. them anything. Yeah. So I would not only raise the bar from don't talk bad about um, and, and, and will you fail at times? Yes. Just you're human. You're going to yeah. say something yeah. out of frustration. Again, Grace, forgive yourself. Move on. Keep fighting the good fight. But I'd say move beyond that. Champion. Mm, I like when, that. When it makes sense, champion. Uh, here's an example. I, I'm a firm believer in the book from the five love languages. Mm -hmm. And there were moments where I know my kid's mom was using her love language to do something, but they're different from my children. And, and one of my children was very frustrated about it. And I went, whoa, whoa, time out. I go, that was a cool thing that mom did. I mean, uh, that she really, you know, and I kind of just went on and on. I go, I, I know you're not seeing it, but let me tell you, that was, I know what she was doing there. That was a really good thing that she did. Yeah. And, I, and, then, and then you teach your kids, that applies just in life. You may have a neighbor or a friend or a roommate, right? How we receive and give love. So that was a great segue into another topic. So champion it, right? Yes. And then little things I was taught over the years is you've got this divorce decree. Great. Now chuck it in a drawer and never pull it out. Mm. Meaning you got a new reality, but talk like civil adults if you can and work things out together. So it's not so this hard and fast, well, I'm supposed to have the kids at three o'clock and you want to keep them till four? Yes. No way. Work together, and yeah. the kids will pick up on that. They will see that cooperation. So and then after, and as I said earlier, it's important. Don't make it all about, well, your, your father lets you do this. Well, we're going to do it this way at this house. Again, just talk about what you're doing at your house, because now the kids are seeing everything in relation to, oh, well, mom does it this way, dad does it this mm -hmm. way. So they're losing sight of what's really important, and that is the topic at hand. It's all about what mom and dad believe, because half the time they're going, well, who's right? And then yeah. the, the kids kind of get more bogged down with that. I remember talking to you one time and you said something just real practical that I had never thought about before. And you were like, sharing them on holidays is horrible. And I see that on Facebook all the time, like parents saying, oh, I don't get to spend Thanksgiving and I don't get to spend Christmas because now we're separated. But I never really thought about it until we started talking about it. And I'm like, that is such a practical thing that I think we don't think about. We just are so excited to start over. That really, right? Are you laughing? Are you like, no, yes, or no, like? this is this is what we do. We just, we as humans, we, we go through a bad breakup. It's no different than high school, right? We just have kids now and mm. we're a little older and anyways. And they say kids are resilient. They'll bounce back. They'll no. be fine. No, they don't. Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, let me say this. Um, yeah, if you never think about it, you have a choice on holidays. Yeah. You can look at whose turn it is to have the kids. And then if you don't have the kids or if you establish that, respect and co-parenting role and, and and admiration maybe you just show up for a little bit but at least you're there and i've done that and and i will give total credit to my kids mom's family they never stopped loving me that's awesome mm -hmm. i've been in fact it's been 25 years i think i've made almost every christmas and thanksgiving oh, when i'm around great. right uh they know that i'm my kid's dad yeah. And they love their grandkids and niece, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. You're well, still a part of that. So I'm still part of that family. family. So for the holiday's sake, for that Christmas day or whatever, you can 
put those different sides. It's hard. It's yeah. awkward, yeah. but I'm well, with my kids. And I think also there, it's easier for them to love you. I mean, I don't know your specific situation, but I see you being a great dad and right. being very involved right. and at all the activities and cheering your kids right. on. Like, I see that from the outside. And so I would think once you're doing that part, whether it's right. mom or dad, right. it's easier for the in-laws to champion that because you've stepped into that role and right. you're like, okay, we got a divorce, but I'm still their dad. We're still a family. We're still connected. We're still family. And so this all comes back to the original question, the kids what's the expression more is caught than taught mm. truly yeah that's maybe the best lesson moving forward is your new reality is not the one you planned on perhaps but the reality is what you can control as far as a day-to-day thing so so keep doing that practical things like um midweek transitions like what are just some yes. practical things that you could give single parents out there that are like this helped me okay parents whatever your visitation schedule is for the custodial or non-custodial parent or maybe it's Ours is different. We divided the weeks. I was never that standard, at least when we got divorced. I wasn't the every other weekend, mm-hmm. 30 days in the mu- summer kind of guy. I was literally half the week. So it was so our kids, every Sunday and Wednesday, had to change locations. They had to keep that up for 12 years. Wow. So first thing, parents, give your kids grace. Imagine you right now, twice a week, going over to switching your best friend's houses. house, switching houses. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the house it's is hard. safe and loving, yes. it's different. Yeah, it's hard. And it's different hard. expectations. And different expectations, different, different rules. rules. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. So, all right, now Grace. that we stop and pause, go, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a grind. Yeah, it is. So what I've learned is we, my, my uh, counselor called that the transition. Mm-hmm. He just defined it as, he goes, that's sometimes the number one most challenging moment of, of any divorce situation. So, and I noticed it. I'd watch, I'd pick up the kids, They'd get in the car, and that first hour, oh my gosh, they were talk, or they were hyper. They were just they weren't themselves, and I could see it. And they were just, mm. and all I can say in my my layman's terms is they were just trying to get their their awkwardness out or their craziness out, or, mm. or or they just were they were trying to process this change. And I learned to not engage in any real meaningful conversation. Mm. I kind of just let them get it out of their system, and then a couple hours later, I'd look at them, and I kind of just you know your kids, and they go, okay, they're settled. Yes, they've adjusted. Yes, yes. They've made the transition. So never, I never disciplined. Well, maybe never. Almost never. I never <laughs> lectured. I never taught anything meaningful. Yeah. I just let that first hour happen. Respect that transition, I think that's parents. very wise. It Again, is. that's going into know your kid. Know your kids. And if they're this nervous anxiety, then give them yes. that grace them because they're, they're transitioning. I yes. love that. What about like when you start dating again or you're... Your um, your kid's mom or dad starts dating. Like, what? how is that? I experienced that. Um, she remarried a couple of years later, and I watched my kids struggle with where they felt they were on the priority list. Oh, sure. So my encouragement in all that is I, I will never tell anybody how to have a relationship except keep the kids in mind the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may see that person as competition for your affection and love. They may be very angry, okay? I'm not saying they can't work through it, but just know that... You are now a vis- this person is a possible visible reminder that their parents are never getting back together. Yep. And then you may be with the nicest person, the most kindest, sweetest. This could be the greatest step parent ever made. Yeah. Doesn't change how your kids may initially receive it. So be mindful. I would say until you know for sure that this is a solid relationship that's really going to be deep and committed and, and, and quite possibly marriage. I would delay that as long as you think you can before you introduce the kids into that, just to avoid the whole revolving door of relationships mm-hmm. as you're trying to date mm-hmm. and get to know people. Uh, the kids will struggle with that. Do you feel like priorities need to change? 
Well, this is the big one. My faith tells me that the, the best way to approach any marriage is God first, the marriage second, and the kids third. And if you flow your, your, your priorities and your outlook through that, it's going to solve you know, most of your, 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 your challenges. But the problem is the kids come into the relationship first because the kids are already there, and then the, the marriage comes in second. And there are times where you've got to choose in a moment, depending mm-hmm. on circumstances, your children over your new spouse. And, and that's a very loaded statement, I know. Yeah. But it, it depends on circumstances, but just know that there may be that moment and you and your new spouse or new partner need to really engage in a lot of meaningful conversation yeah. so you're prepared for it to work through that because that's an allegiance that is, is hard. Well, it's but, almost like getting in the car that first hour, like that transition yeah, of yeah. bringing in a new spouse. They need a minute, yeah. the kids, to adjust to that and still feel their worth yes, in the relationship. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. At the end of the day, my kids struggled with, do I still matter? Yeah. Am I still loved? Am I still a priority? That's your, that's your, that should be your ultimate mission through your divorce, is making sure your kids know that even though the family's broken up, they still are of first and foremost value to you. They're still loved. I think you gave us so many great things to think about, like when we are thinking, oh, I want a clean slate, or this is too hard. it's too hard mm-hmm. to stay in this mm-hmm. relationship. Just... I really see now how we take one set of problems and trade them in, do that exchange for another set of problems. So I appreciate your your wisdom and your insight. And just thanks for being a great dad. Uh, <laughs> and your vulnerability. That's so helpful. Yeah. Love my kids, right? This is life. And as I said, I was also the product of divorce like you. So I drew on that own personal experience. And I, I wanted to do a lot of little things so that my kids would, in theory, have a different or better uh, outcome from it than I did. Yeah. David, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.